Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Camperosity. I am your host, Bree, and today we're going to talk about living environments. So I live in a camper, right? It's approximately 77 square feet. So to put that into perspective, it's like the size of a freshman dorm in college if you've seen one of those before it's like like a guest bathroom size i guess do i wish my camper was bigger not really i think it's cozy but i do wish it had slightly taller ceilings because i have tall friends i'm five seven and i'm just barely hitting my head sometimes <laughs> so my friends who are like you know like five ten five eleven it gets a little rough I say all that to say, a home is based on what you put into it. You aren't always prepared for what kinds of people come into and out of your home sometimes. First of all, there's a difference between a house and a home. A house is a building for human habitation, especially one that is lived in by a family or small group of people. Let's look up a home. A home is the place where one lives permanently, especially as a member of a family or household. I have lived in several houses, but I haven't lived in many homes. Growing up, I was the third of four children. I was also the oldest girl. My brothers were moderately neat. Surprisingly enough, it was actually the girls who had more of a pigsty. I shared a room with my little sister for about 85% of my childhood. That being said, college roommates didn't seem like much of a big deal to me. Coming from a household of six, three girls plus myself shouldn't have been an issue. It should have been a breeze, but it was the worst. In this episode, I'll explore the dynamics of different living arrangements and my experience with unhealthy living environments. Stay Like most things, there are two extremes when it comes to living environments. It's either healthy or it's toxic. It's either healthy or it's not, you know. I feel like I grew up in a pretty healthy household. My dad worked full-time, my mom worked full-time. I won't say that I felt neglected as a kid for the most part. My mom, on the other hand, her childhood was a bit of a mess. That's a whole episode for itself, honestly. Uh, she grew up in an abusive household, was not a great environment. It was a different time. We're in the deep south. Well, not in the deep south, but 
it just that's how it was back then what makes a household healthy and like what disqualifies you from having a healthy household I feel like if you're arguing on a normal basis parents are having screaming matches or like parents are putting hands on people and not in a playful way that that is not healthy you should not be yelling I don't feel like there's any need for anybody to raise their voice personally especially at a child it's just unnecessary you don't have to scream to get your point across either they'll get it or you know raising your volume doesn't change the result <laughs> my mom had she had a rough past I don't want to go into too much detail because I definitely want to have her speak on it herself but she was beat on yelled at cursed at and it was just normal it was just a thing that happened and I don't think that's okay that is never okay nobody should put their hands on anybody obviously my childhood home grew up pretty happy and healthy until my parents got a divorce back in 2008 maybe the dynamic definitely shifted in the household there was a lot more tension and you can tell emotions were kind of all over the place for a while but even then like my mom never got abusive she never like physically abused me she never screamed at me unless i did something dumb my dad wasn't a violent man by any nature i could tell that he was more stressed i don't know we were a normal household i think uh nobody was like super open about their emotions which is something i'm gonna change for myself and my family in the future i definitely want to have a safe space around dinner or something so we can talk about our mental states and you know how we're feeling i don't want anybody to feel like you know i'm suffering in silence i don't want that for my kids not saying I suffered in silence, but there were many nights when I cried myself to sleep and I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody about it, so. Divorce. <laughs> it really doesn't seem like that much of a deal when you're going through it. Like, it just happens. Like, you know, it's a part of life. Sometimes people just grow apart. It happens, right? But it can affect you emotionally to some degree. So now I'm going to get into the part of the podcast where I talk about my college roommates. I was in college at Coastal Carolina University from... August 2015 until December 2019. I lived on campus for the first three years and then for the last I lived off campus. Okay, so I'll just go chronologically. I think that makes the most sense. My freshman year, I shared a room with three other girls. We each had our own room. We had a shared living room and a shared kitchen and a shared bathroom, shower space, vanity area but we had our own bed, places to lay down and kind of do work and stuff like that if we didn't want to interact with each other. All right. I don't know if I have anxiety. I haven't gone to a psychologist or whatever, but like I was afraid to be outside of my room at the same time as somebody else for at least the first week or two of me being in college. Um, that transition from living with family to living with strangers is very overwhelming. It happens very quickly. You go from, you know, sleeping in your childhood bedroom with your little sister to now going into this whole new place with adults and people who you've never met and it's just like weird. And you have to live with them for a whole year and it's just like, I don't like starting over. I don't like strangers. I don't like repeating myself. 
I had to do that three times, like, <laughs> But overall, the living arrangement was fine. I ended up getting close to two of the three and then one of the three. And then I don't talk to any of them today. Overall, the experience was neutral. Um, I walked away from it, you know, thinking I had a really good freshman year. I didn't fall out or, well, I'm not gonna say I didn't fall out. I didn't fight with anybody, so that was good. Having to take turns using a shower, I was used to that. I'm used to my brothers using all the hot water before I get a chance to take a shower. I'm used, I was used to that. So, you know, the bathroom thing and that didn't bother me. I kept most of my stuff in my room and I didn't have any kitchen stuff because I lived with my mom, you know? So I didn't go out and try to buy anything. So people didn't use my stuff. People didn't eat my food because I didn't cook because we didn't have a kitchen. So yeah, freshman year, cool. Weird experience, new experience, but it wasn't terrible. All right, sophomore year. Again, I have three roommates, all girls. One of them was one of my roommates from the year before. We had adjoining rooms and then the rooms across from us also adjoined. This is the year that I isolated myself. I fell out with my roommate. I had a hard time with that. I couldn't understand why and the reason, after I found out the reason it was even more you know, disappointing. So I isolated myself. I refused to leave my room if I knew somebody else was outside, like in the living room or in the kitchen. Um, I tried to make sure that I left for my classes way before they had to leave for theirs. That's not to say that the roommates were bad. That's just to say that the tension was awkward. I don't like tension. I, I'm, I'm a non-confrontational person. So I just, you know, minding my business, came in and out just to go to my room, just to grab a snack. And then that was it. Overall, I, the experience was like a four. They were really messy that year. One time I came in and they were doing coke on the counter. Like, this isn't a gossip podcast. I'm just telling you what happens in college. <laughs> you see some stuff. Junior year, I didn't room with any of the same people. I wanted a completely new slate. I chose to be in a room with three girls that were random. I lived with the RA, which is resident advisor or whatever basically the person in charge of the building like all the dorms if somebody has a problem they come to our room to talk to that girl and she'll handle it okay so i couldn't do anything you know i'm not a rebellious type of person i don't do anything illegal but i didn't feel comfortable having my friends come over because i thought if i had them past a certain time i was going to get in trouble i didn't go out late at night I really tried to avoid talking to people. We, I'm not going to say we became friends, but we existed together. Associates, I guess. We lived in the same space, but we all had totally different lives. And occasionally we could hang out with each other. But for the most part, we lived in our own worlds. And that was totally fine. I am, that is the ideal living situation for me. But I just never liked that feeling of feeling like you're a guest in your own house. You know, like I want to come home and be like, Oh, I'm home about to kick off my shoes like I can yeah, like rip off my hoodie if I want to walk around top like I just want to be in a safe space for me to just let my hair down rip my wig off if you will and I never felt that in college so I never tried to make my dorms feel like my house I never tried to make it seem like this is my home away from home because mentally I just didn't feel that way 
I know it's easier for some people. Some people are like, yep, I'm out of my parents' house. This is my house. This is my apartment. This is my blah, blah, blah. I just knew it wasn't mine. It wasn't my property. So I didn't feel any connection to it. Was I regular with the chores? Um, I took out the trash occasionally. I did my laundry. I never cooked. And when I did cook, I washed my dishes. So I don't know. <laughs> so that was that year. These girls aren't even from South Carolina. Well, two of the three were. But I'm just like... I knew more likely than not, I wasn't gonna reach out after we graduated. Now, some people, they they just like making connections with people. Eh, I can take it or leave it. So that environment was not toxic. I don't think it was. I think the year before, my sophomore year, I felt like that was a toxic environment. I did not feel safe. I felt like at any point, somebody could have just come in and arrested people my mom felt insecure leaving me like she came to pick me up for spring break and she came inside and like i tried to tell her to wait until after i got out of class i'm like hey i get out of class at this time you know don't go upstairs just stay in the car i'm gonna bring my stuff down like don't worry well she got there early and instead of sitting in the car she said she wanted to sit down inside air conditioning so she goes into the dorm walks in door was open so she walks in and there's dishes all over the counter and in the sink tables looking messy and chairs are everywhere like she came in and said she did not feel comfortable just sitting down she actually cleaned the kitchen and it had everything wiped down by the time i got out of class i was just like you just cleaned up behind three grown ass women. Like, why are you doing this? But she just cannot sit and mess. And she raised me to be clean. So I can understand where she came from with that. But I don't, I don't want to be touching people's stuff. They're not trying to put somebody on me or something. I don't know. I don't be touching people's stuff. That is your business. I'm not going to clean up behind you because I don't want to even clean up behind myself. So I'm definitely not going to clean up behind you. We just going to sit in filth until you decide to clean up behind yourself because I'm not going to do it anyway. <laughs> So then my last year, I'm like, okay, I'm a senior. I'm tired of staying on campus. Like it's not doing anything for me. I'm still driving. So I might as well be off campus if I'm going to drive. So I decided to live in these new apartments that were built across the, like, across the highway from the school. Specifically picked a place that only had one roommate because mentally I was tired of dealing with multiple people and having multiple relationships with people I really didn't care too much to invest in this sounds really mean but that's just how I feel I hate I know when something's not gonna last and I just don't like investing time into something all right so senior year the first roommate I had we were in class together we were in the same major we did homework together like it was pretty chill you know it was pretty fine I don't know what like the, the bitch flipped out one day because I didn't swiffer the floor or some shit I really don't know what was up with that I don't know. People be off their rocker sometimes. This is why I don't make friends. This is exactly why I don't trust people. I was literally just chilling in my room and she just blows up my phone talking about I'm so tired of this. Like, you never clean the floor. Blah, 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 blah. As I said, I don't look at these apartments as my house. These are apartments. So I'm not going to wipe down. I'm not going to wash the walls, wash down the windows and be on my hands and knees like I'm freaking Cinderella cleaning the floors for an apartment I'm not even going to stay in for the next three years. Like, why am I putting in this effort for something I don't even care about? <laughs> I just don't understand. 
And like, I'm sorry you see it that way and I don't, but like, you can't make me want to do it just because you want it done. Does that make sense? If you see it, do it. I don't know. Conflict and not knowing how to address situations is what creates toxic environments. If old girl would have told me, you know, sat me down, I'm right upstairs, came knocking on my door, hey girl, can we talk? You know, I feel like I do a lot of the cleaning around here and I just, you know, I just thought maybe you could pick up some of the weight sometimes. Like, do you mind like swiffering the floor once a month or something like that? Like literally that's all. So she moves out after that fiasco. I didn't care, it was whatever. And then they moved in somebody else. This is another problem I have with housing and living environments. They don't like screen you or like, I wanna know who's coming into my space. I was already a resident of this of this particular apartment. Somebody knew was coming into my space. Why didn't you make sure that we could meet before she agreed to live there? Like, I wanna know who's about to come into my space. You can't just show her the place and be like, all right, so yeah, you can go ahead and move in. Like, can you pull me aside? Hey, we're about to fill your room would you do lunch with this person and see if you're compatible literally an email like that would have been great like hey um your room's available somebody's looking to live here can you come down to the desk or come up here you know at this and this time to sit down with this person who's trying to move into your apartment like i don't i don't understand but anyway this crazy bipolar bitch came moved in and let me take that back. I am not a gossip podcast. But she was literally, this girl was diagnosed bipolar. I think she was depressive. Manic depressive. I don't even, oh man. It was a weird situation that I was not prepared for. I could tell right off the back. Like, black people just know. This is not to be racist. Black people just know when funky stuff is going on. I could just look at this girl. Now. A word from our sponsor. If you're looking at your phone screen right now, please pull up the Instagram app and type in Iris the Camper, because that's me. Please follow that account. You can see the inside of the camper. You can see where I live. You can see my mom's backyard, JK. And you can see my doll. Also, if you're interested in empowering and shifting and thought-provoking art please follow my professional page brianna l taylor underscore on instagram brianna l taylor on facebook thanks And know that something was not all the way there <laughs> and this was last semester my dad died literally the week that she moved in so of course i'm not going to be overly friendly and overly willing to introduce myself to you because my parent just passed away apparently she took offense to that and didn't feel the need to bring that up until she fussed me out y'all are gonna get that tea in a minute whenever i'm feeling like the situation i'm in is about to take a turn for the worst i pull myself back and get out of said situation if i feel like our energy isn't gonna vibe like if i feel like 
you aren't a good vibe for me I'm not gonna hang around you I'm not gonna fake it I'm not gonna fake it just because we live together I have a right to feel safe in my own home and I'm not gonna fake a personality in the place where I lay my head like if I don't like you I just don't like you and I'm sorry if we live together but the bare minimum that I have to do is acknowledge you when I see you but I don't even have to do that this is why I hate apartments <laughs> my last apartment that I ever got um I got it abruptly old crazy girl she threw out my homegirl that i was letting live with us she wanted to throw her out so i'm like oh dang that means i gotta go get a place so you not because i said we could stay together so she out here i'm like girl i ain't gonna leave you like that i'm gonna get with you so we get together get an apartment i was on the way out anyway we were looking for for spaces we were down to a couple of candidates but we just had to go ahead and make our decision a little quicker than we were planning to anyway so I move in with her. We get a nice townhouse. Our previous apartment was also a townhouse. We get a nice townhouse. 10 minutes from the beach. 10 minutes and I'm at Myrtle Beach. And I'm right at the airport and I'm right at the mall. Like it's in a good spot. But this was my last apartment. It'll be the last one because I knew that I was not going to sign any more leases ever again. In my mind, I knew after Crazy Girl pulled her stuff that she pulled, I didn't want to put myself at risk for something like that again. At any point, she could have went really crazy and like burned the, the townhouse down. She could have threw my stuff away. She could have done anything crazy. She actually threw my homegirl stuff in bags and trash bags and she because she was sleeping downstairs. Took all her stuff, bagged it up and threw it outside because she wasn't on the lease and she just wanted to flip out one day. What? That, okay, well, I can ask you to throw in the fucking kitchen, which you did on purpose to be a fucking bitch. So you're welcome. I say that to say toxic environments can develop randomly and they can also be there the whole time. I knew girl was crazy. It was just a matter of time. Unfortunately, I guess she got impatient. She didn't want to wait for me and old girl to just leave on our own. So she just wanted to put us out on her terms. I don't know what that is. I never signed another lease after I moved in with Homegirl. And unfortunately, no, me and Homegirl are not friends anymore. Whatever bothers you initially will be the reason why you leave. Yesterday's worries will be tomorrow's problems. I knew before we even left the other apartment with Crazy Girl, I knew before we even left that I was going to be concerned if my friend wanted to have her boyfriend over i do not have a problem with my roommate having a significant other that isn't the issue but i brought this up to her several times you know i told her my concerns i don't care you know dude's cool like you know he can hang out but you know make sure that i get a heads up before he's just walking at the door or like make sure if he's hanging out and I was asleep when he came over hey dudes downstairs like don't come down naked that kind of thing anyway that's basic respect to me if you can't respect basic human decency then you don't need to have a roommate and you should just live by yourself so basically that's what I did it got to a boiling point everybody like blew up it was a whole bunch of bullshit I ended up asking my landlord I'm like yo what do I need to do before I leave because I'm planning on leaving like what do what do I need to do 
before I get out. And he told me what I needed to do. I did what I did and I dipped out. No, I didn't tell her I was leaving. Why didn't you tell me about your boyfriend? You know, I feel like I don't want to live with my friends anymore. I will not live with a friend just because I feel like if you didn't grow up living together, that it's just not going to work out. Like, I don't know. Yes, I will have a man one day. Yes, me and my man will live together. But I'm saying like in terms of girlfriends, like if I had a girl roommate or something, I just I don't ever want to do that again. I won't even I probably won't even stay with my little sister more than like two days. Not because of her, just because I just like my own personal space. I just like to be able to come home. And if I don't feel like talking to anybody, that's okay. I don't have an attitude. I just don't want to talk to anybody. Like, <laughs> Bree didn't say hey when she came into the, the living room today. I don't think she likes me anymore. Like, girl, sometimes I just don't want to talk. Have you ever thought about people who just enjoy being in silence? Introverts? Like, have you ever met an introvert? Also, after my dad passed away, I was major depressed and didn't even know it. How about how the black community doesn't talk about their emotions? That makes that that makes things even more toxic. That's why I want to be open with my future family. I was depressed. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to go to class. I didn't want to do my assignments. I lived in a pigsty for like six months straight and did not care. I put on like 20 pounds. I ate out all the time. I was not taking care of myself. I was depressed and I didn't even know it. And for that girl to take that and use it as ammo against me as to say that I'm like a terrible roommate, I think she needs some some work. If it bothers you in the beginning, then it will be a bother later on. Um, if you addressed it at the beginning and you still don't feel secure in the answers that you were given, don't 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 agree to it. Don't sign that paper. If you addressed your concerns, and you don't feel like they were taken seriously. You should not put yourself into a situation that you don't want to be in. I didn't have to live in that apartment with homegirl. I didn't have to. I could have went home. My mom has open arms for me whenever. But I said, I'm going to stick this out and stay here with you. So for that to be thrown back in my face later on, it was a punch to the gut. Like, dang. So, no, I will never live in another apartment. Um, you can catch me in Iris from here on out until I get a man. Uh, <laughs> until I get a husband. And me and Finny are going to be riding it out until the wheels fall off, okay? People, toxic people make houses toxic. Toxic moms, people, moms who are jealous of their daughters. Your insecurity is making you evil. You're letting your insecurity get in the way of your relationship with your daughter, and that's gross. You shouldn't be trying to wear what she's wearing. You should want to look at her and, you know, oh my God, my daughter is so pretty. Like, girl, why are you so pretty? I created a beautiful human being. Like, I feel like, why are you jealous of what your child has? Don't you want that for her? Aren't you proud? I promise you, talking it out with your child is better than you like yelling at them, embarrassing them, and making them feel some type of way just because you're insecuring yourself. That's not okay. Family members in general can be toxic sometimes. I have two estranged sisters that I probably won't even talk to if it's not necessary because I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like dealing with the drama. I don't feel like dealing with the extraness that comes with it. They're toxic to me. Well, at least one of them's toxic to me. And 
I'm not going to surround myself with toxicity just for the sake of a relationship. I don't need that in my life. So yeah, my only ever, like, if I ever have a roommate again, it will be my husband. Okay. Roomies. Me, my husband, and my dog. And that's it. The best way to handle a toxic situation, if you don't want any, like, negative effects, is to talk about it first. Address the situation. If nothing changes after it was addressed, leave. Just go. Just go. Because you don't need to stay somewhere where you don't feel comfortable. And Iris, Iris is home, okay? I could come here and kick off my shoes as soon as I walk in the door. I could do whatever I want in here. Nobody's going to take her from me. Like, I don't get fined if I get paint somewhere. That connects back to my why do I live in a camper episode. I live in a camper for a lot of reasons. Go check that out. Why do I live in a camper episode one. But yeah, you should always talk about something first. Never get violent. Never get verbally abusive to anybody you're living with. If you feel uncomfortable, just leave. If you feel like your feelings are being validated and your stuff isn't being respected, then leave. This is apartments. This is childhood homes. Living in a house with your parent, grandma, I don't care. If it does not feel like it's benefiting you, if you don't feel like when you come home that you are recharged, if you feel even more tired when you come home because you have to deal with other stuff, it's not healthy. Your home is supposed to relax you. It's supposed to be the place that you could come and recuperate and just recharge. Did I already say that? So I implore you guys, if you can afford it, if it's available to you, please get a home. It doesn't have to be stationary. Mine isn't. My home is very much can go whenever I need it to. But my productivity, my creativity, everything has increased since I moved in here. I couldn't even create in my mom's house. Like I didn't have the desire to make stuff when I lived in the house with my mom. This is when I came back from college. Like I, she said it was cool, like it wasn't stressing me, but I just had no desire and no motivation because I wasn't living somewhere. I mean, I was back home, but it was, it changed. Like stuff has moved around. I don't have a room. Like just having my space is really rewarding at the end of the day. Well, that about wraps up this week's episode. So thank you. tuned in i hope you enjoyed and will listen next week for another episode of camperosity feel free to argue with me in my dms um they're always opening i don't have any kind of blocks like literally if you're bored just make conversation because i'm bored most of the time i do this and i make art but you know i like friends I just said in this whole podcast that I didn't like making new friends. <laughs> As always, if nobody has told you today, I love you. God loves you. And have a good day. <laughs>